0: Welcome back to It's In You Podcast, where our mission is to help reveal the truth of God in you. In this week's episode, we are taking another deep dive into the Word of God. So clear your mind, your heart, and your space, and make way to hear the truth in this week's message. Um, welcome, everyone. It is a new day, a new day today, Sunday, um, the 19th, Um, and God has allowed us to see a new day, and I'm grateful for that. For everyone who's joining, welcome. Um, For those who are watching afterwards, um, we welcome you as well. So we're just about to get started. We just want to remind you guys this is a Bible study, and what that means is that if you participate as part of the Zoom, which would be in the link Um, You can join us every Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're able to ask questions live. Um, But if you're watching us live on YouTube or on Facebook, mainly on Facebook, I mean, um, you can still chat with us, send a message, um, and we'll try to respond afterwards. So um, definitely feel free to still write us even after the recording. And we'll do our best to reach out to you because this is a... Um, A back and forth. We're just trying to have you guys um, learn and um, reveal what God has put in you. So we're grateful to have each and every one of you as part um, of this service. Uh, I'm just trying to log in right now to Facebook. And um, I can ask Ricardo... Thank okay.
1: Alright. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We thank you for another Sunday evening, Lord God. As we say from Sunday to Sunday, we're grateful, Lord God, that you have given us another day that we can come together and to worship and fellowship, fellowship with you, Lord God. We ask that you will continually bless us as you have done, Lord Father God. Continue to keep us under your wings. Continue to teach us your ways, O God. We thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. And we thank you, Lord God, for forgiving us, Lord God, despite of who we are. For looking past our, ourselves, Lord God, and looking forward, Lord God, to who you intend for us to be thank you for this opportunity, Lord God, to be like you. We ask that you will continue to teach us, continue to share with us your truth, continue to direct us towards you, Lord God. and And allow us, Lord Father God, to see you as you are and to see us as who you intend us to be. We ask, Lord God, that you will watch over us, protect us, keep us, Lord God, from our falling. And when we fall, Lord Father God, to keep us from staying in that failure, Lord God. To pick us up and teach us how to get back up, Lord God. And to be strong. We ask, Lord Father God, that you will continue to direct us once again, Lord God. And you continue to heal us, Lord God. And right now, as we continue with this this, uh, this meeting, Lord God, that you will direct us. Keep us focused on you. Let it be you who directs and us who follow, Lord God. In your holy name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Yes, Pastor. So, welcome again, guys.
1: It's Lord.
0: If there's Lord. any testimony, this is an opportunity for you guys to share. It's on your heart.
2: Thank God for, for Jesus, thank you for Yeshua,
0: mm-hmm.
2: thank God for Yeshua, God, that he came in this world, and so was the way, thank God for him, that's why I do. thank God for Yeshua, thank God for Yeshua, thank God for Yeshua, thank God for Yeshua, thank God for Yeshua,
0: Cool. Pastor, can you hear us?
1: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Oh, okay. okay. We lost you for a Awesome. Praise God. Amen. So, um, a brief testimony I wanted to give God the glory for. If you can see a little decorations in the back, um, we we're celebrating Ricky's birthday. Ricky is 12 years old. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll give God praise. Yes, thank God. So, thank God for allowing him to have another year of good health and good spirits. And I just pray that God continues to use him and continues to grow with him and that he never changes who he is and never changes who God intends for him to be, which I believe is to be a strong man of God, as, as well as his sister. I just thank God for my kids. I think, um, I read I was reading somewhere that a man is complete with um, children, and I acknowledge that to be a truth. It's not to say that without children you can't be complete, but I, I feel complete. I can't speak for anyone else. I look at my children and I see the progress that God has in me here is a reflection of my children. And I, was, I, I can't speak for my wife, I can only speak for me, so I can only say that part. Half of me, and I see in my children. But I thank God for that. I thank God for allowing me, me to be a father and that I hope that I, I do the work that he puts uh, forth for me, that I do it well. So I thank God for his birthday, and I just look forward to seeing um, my children grow up, continue to grow in, in God. Amen. Amen.
2: Happy birthday to you. Recky, mm-hmm. put your face out. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday mm-hmm. Happy birthday to you. Mm-hmm. Ah, are you now now ah, you now ah, You now, Wendy, tell us how old are you?
0: 12.
2: Okay, mm-hmm. okay, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, again. Keep growing, keep growing, God bless you. <laughs> we love you.
0: Thank you, you too.
2: All right. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we know also since yesterday was his birthday i know your anniversary is also on the same day so happy anniversary pastor
2: oh
3: god bless you.
2: <laughs> me uh, i i could only thank christ uh, uh my 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 focus is in christ it's, it's in, uh, that's that's where i'm thank but thank you thank you thank you but,
1: yeah, sorry- Excuse me. All
0: right, so we're gonna get the day started
1: um, gonna... So all right um, so best asked me to continue on today so I, I did have a couple of thoughts in mind. but I thought before I go on, I believe last week you had originally gave an idea of... Um, If anybody just wanted to have any kind of um, any topic to this so I didn't get a chance to like put that out to anybody outside but if anybody in this room or currently want to have a topic that we want to just ask or else I already have something in mind just keep that open door kids nothing in mind topic that's no pastor
2: I had a topic but I cannot uh, give it now I need it for the end
1: all right so all right so I'll just go to, to the topic it was it's, it was it came to mind earlier I had another idea I had a whole other thing I was coming to but this morning I woke up with a question and I literally started like I just op- woke up I went to my phone and started looking up stuff and then just just, this became what it is and um, so the topic or oh, I should call it is who or what is Lucifer really and that's the topic um, it's, it's not really gonna be long honestly It's re- it's a very short Everybody knows the answer in a sense, but I just found this, by looking that up, I opened up a lot of things and helped me see a lot of things. So, we'll just go into that. Um, we can go to chapter Isaiah 14. <coughs> excuse me. Oh, i see my throat. Okay. Isaiah, <coughs> excuse me. Somebody come in. Okay. All right. I'll start. <clears throat> Excuse me. Isaiah fourteen first chapter first one for the Lord will have mercy on Jacob and will yet choose Israel and set them in their own land and the strangers shall be joined with him they shall leave they shall cleave to the house of Jacob and the people shall take them and bring them to their place the house of Israel shall possess them in the land of the Lord for servants and handmaids and they shall take them captives whose captives they were and they shall rule over their oppressors and it shall come to pass in the day that the Lord shall give thee rest from thy sorrow and from thy fear and from the hard bondage wherein thou was made to serve that thou shalt take up this proverb against the king of Babylon and say how has the oppressor ceased and the golden city ceased the Lord has broken the staff of the wicked and the scepter of the rulers he who smote the people in wrath with the continual stroke. He that ruled the nations in anger is persecuted and none hinders. The whole earth is at rest and is quiet. They break forth into singing. Yea, the fir trees rejoice in Isaiah and the cedars of Lebanon saying, since thou art laid down, no feller is come up against us. Hell from heaven, hell from beneath, is moved for thee to the meet thee at the coming. It stirs up the dead for thee. Even all the chief ones of the earth, it has raised up from their thrones all the cities of the nation somebody take 10
0: all oh, they shall speak and say unto thee Art thou also become weak as we are thou become like unto us thy pump is brought down to the grave and the noise of thy vials the worm is spread under thee and the worms cover thee how art thou falling from heaven o Lucifer son of the morning Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee, and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness, and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners? All the kings of the nations, even all of them, lie in glory, every one in his own house. But thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch, and as the raiment of those that are slain, thrust through with a sword with a sword, that go down to the stones of the pit, as a carcass trodden under feet. Thou shalt not be joined with them in burial, because thou hast destroyed thy land and slain thy people. The seed of evil doers shall never be renowned. Prepare slaughter for his children for the iniquity of their fathers, that they do not rise nor possess the land, nor fill the face of the world with cities. For I will rise up against them, says the Lord of hosts, and cut off from Babylon the name and remnant and son and nephew says the Lord I will also make it a possession for the bittern and pools of water and I will sweep it with the besom of destruction says the Lord of hosts
1: I mm-hmm. stop there Heavenly Father we thank you we love you we honor you we ask Lord God that you will guide us teach us your truth let it be you that speaks not I direct us, protect us from ourselves. And let us just see you as we are, as you are. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So in here, a, brief, a, a, a quick follow through to what's going on here. A, um, Isaiah is um, prophesying about what is happening, and what is to happen to Israel, but also what's to happen to the king of Babylon. Um, I did I, some people assume what he's speaking of is is Nebuchadnezzar the second or some is not necessarily his mm-hmm. predecessor the son of Nebuchadnezzar so it's not necessarily these are these the idol the actual person he's speaking of is not necessarily important what's important is to understand though this is the int, the I think the the first um, introduction to the Bible of the name Lucifer and so what he says because how thou had fallen Lucifer son of the morning that's a very important key phrase now if you had never read that before you would just assume that's just a name or but after you do, if you do this research we understand that Lucifer is the name of the stars is, is Venus so What's that what's important is that this is this is where it brought me to some research and I started to realise certain things that become very common. And so we understand that in astrology, astronomy, whatever, there was all this all the stars had a sign, right? All the stars had names. But they were also a custom, um, they were also deities. That's the origin of almost every religion. Not almost, every religion starts out with astrology. Even our religion has remnants of astrology in it. As we go to Sundays, this is the day of the sun. You know what I mean? So, Sunday is the day of the sun. Our religion, which was taken from the worshipers of Saturn, used to be Saturn's day, so and he w- originally L which is Saturn was where the the, the prep the predecessors of Israelites used to worship Saturn so he had L had all these names of the many bodies of the sky right so these already have names and they in in the original pagans pagan religions they give the name of the stars and they attribute them as the gods, and if you are a worshiper of each of whichever star you choose to be, to be the greater power becomes the god of that said religion. Mainly, it's a star or a, a heavenly body, and what tends to happen is different cultures have different stars that they they worship. That also c- reflects on the opposite. That if my group of people worship this star, They then the other group who worships that star is my enemy. And that became the kind of thing where it becomes, so if the sun is God, then the moon is the devil, or the, the moon is usually a female deity. Um, so it's usually where we get, I think Easter comes uh, is related to the moon other other people who worship Easter Esther or Isis and all these different groups become the enemy in essence right and the star Venus is related to the Sun of Easter which is what actually becomes why Lucifer is considered the enemy to the Sun so <clears throat> these these are all old. Pagan things. What Isaiah is doing here, what he's doing is he's actually giving an attribute, not necessarily calling the king of Babylon as the actual devil. It's an insult. It's trying to say that look at you acting like the old deity that already existed in their time. They acknowledge Lucifer, the bringer of light, or the morning star. The story goes that. <clears throat> Lucifer, the morning star, wanted to be greater than the sun, or wanted to be the the the, the top star. So basically, the, the the ideal is Lucifer as the it becomes the morning star, but it's also related to the fallen star, because he tried to he tried to take the place of the sun, and then he ends up falling. So he's like trying to be the brighter. He's already the brightest star, but he's trying to be. You know what I mean, too big for himself and then he ends up falling so that's the whole story of Lucifer it's not not lucifer the character, the, the mythology of the word, the, the word Lucifer which exists be older than scripture, yes, am I am I losing anybody. Oh, my goodness. yeah so basically what we're talking about is the mythology the mythos that goes pre scripture So that, that would mean that. Isaiah, who himself is already privy to these kinds of st- stories, he's using the mythology of an old mythology of the the people, the Canaanite stories, right? So he is a, all the people of, in that area would be descendants of Canaanites, the Canaan. In those areas, they worship El. That was the original god before the people of Abraham, <clears throat> people of Abraham did not worship El, El or Baal. Baal becomes, Baal is the God in that area, right? So if you don't worship that God, then Baal must be the enemy, right? So the people of, who follow uh, um, God, who are now enemies to the Canaanites, if you anybody who, who who's worships the, the pagan gods as the enemy. So that becomes the recurring theme. Anyone who doesn't worship your God is who whose God they do worship is the enemy or the opposite of God. So, even going to a point where Egypt, son of God, was Ra, and that becomes the enemy towards the people of Israel. So, the enemy is replaceable. Each you can pick it up wherever they decide that this is these people worship this deity that deity must be the enemy so that's the re- recurrent theme so what he's actually doing is saying to the actual babylonian king who's to fall we we have to know that babylon at this point is the most powerful empire it's 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 um overtaking egypt i mean israel so they're under captivity. Or it's to be—they're going to be the captivity because at this point I think they, they're still, um, yeah. I think the diaspora. Pastor, you could help me. Is it this is? I know Isaiah is within the captivity, right? So this is after the first. Or the first? Uh,
2: um, um, Nebuchadnezzar already took uh, Israel to captivity. Okay. That's Babylon uh, Nebuchadnezzar, which is Babylonian already took Israel to captivity, and he is at the slavery moon. I think that's where Daniel has become um, another figure there. But that's a, that's a, he is, she is in the captivity.
1: Yeah, so, so then, so Babylon is an enemy to Israel, and they're under captivity, and he's saying, look at this great king who's toppled all these great Who's top of all these cities, who who taught themselves? The Babylonian king was called a god king, so what that means is they acknowledge that they are God. So, that's the first that's the first knock that uh, the people of Israel will have against the Babylonian king is that there's nobody, there was no one but God. But the Babylonian kings and all these types of rulers, they see themselves as God on earth. So his is his this is what what was it in first um i believe what was the verse it says where well, it says this is what you're going to this is how you're going to taunt so isaiah prophesies that god is telling them what they're supposed to say uh was that somebody can find that for me he says this is what you are supposed to say And they speak to thee. And thou shalt and it shall come to pass and the Lord shall give thee. And thou shalt and the Lord has broken the staff a wicked. Verse 10 and they shall speak a sentence. The no, I can't find it. Where is it? I saw it. it just, any case, I shall give the rest. Bondage Babylonian, the Lord has broken the city. Uh, the point is of saying is that God has instructed Isaiah to tell the people how to how to chastise the, the 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 king, who at this point is is very high or high things or people those who who see him they see very highly of himself, right? Because he is the empire, he is the king of an empire that's a great empire. Babylonian Empire is 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 was they took over all of Mesopotamia, parts of Africa, all the way to West Asia. So they were they were conquerors, and of course they would. It looks like they are favored. Another key to religion is the concept of being godly favored, meaning that when you when you the, the nations that are successful, right? They're successful because of God. So that, that becomes a common theme in most religions. So clearly, he believed himself to be favored. Seeing that these were Israelites who believe that they are to the chosen people, Isaiah prophesies that because of the failure, the falling of Israel, God will allow you to be conquered. That conquering is for your own um, punishment but at the end God will also prove himself I believe at at the end of the chapter I didn't read it but in verse the last part of Isaiah 14 is 32 what shall one then answer the messengers of the nations that the lord has founded israel and the poor of his people shall trust in it so at the end of the whole theme of isaiah is to tell you is to say that through it all you're going to go through all of this but as even though it's going to be t- turmoil it's for your your own you put yourself in this predic- predicament and because you put yourself in this predicament, you're going to go through a lot of stuff. But in spite, because I am a good father, I will not let you lose. Eventually, you're going to go through a lot, but I will get you out of it. So just to show you that I'm going to get you out of it, I'm going to destroy the most powerful kingdom. I'm going to destroy the most powerful king. And I'm going to show you that even though I put you in this place, I'm going to show you no one's greater than I. So that you can learn to trust in me but um so that's I'm, I'm i'm going away from the point so we're talking about lucifer right so the story goes is that lucifer is then an idealism that's based on an older trail a trail of thinking and now it becomes a character in the scripture now we, we have different views of lucifer and other parts of the scripture but this is the first time i believe the name lucifer is invoked there's been the serpent there's been the devil there's been i believe satan but the idea of the bringer of light the bringer of light is important because it's a older it's an older deity that's related to the concept of it's a human personification of somebody who wants to overtake God that's the ideal the ideal of Lucifer which is common in every thread is that Lucifer is wants to be God so that's the ideal of the bringer of light and essence it's not to say that the, the it's not to be mistaken with calling Christ who is the son of the morning that also is been called that, who is the 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 way, the truth, and the life, who is called light himself. It's not the same characteristic. The reason I point that out though is because somewhere from this part that we can fast forward all the way to here, you find something peculiar happens with the concept of the bringer of light. And why I find that in today's Ways of worship, in today's church specifically, in the in the church today, that that concept has morphed into Christ, to a, a very peculiar way, and that reveals something to me that I I may have not say, I've always kind of sensed, but I see it more now. It makes a perfect sense to me. So, we understand Lucifer so far. We understand the character that he is, that first of all, we understand that he's not talking about actual, um, whoever the character you wanna call is Lucifer, right? He's speaking, he's insulting the actual person who exists, the King of Babylon. Now, is it possible that Lucifer himself actually could be the King of Babylon? Some people say that's actually the case, right? And I would say in essence, it's, there's some truth to that. In the the fact that almost every great king that is allowed to rule I would imagine if Christ calls the prince of this world then you would imagine the prince of this world would have to have access to the prince of this world right whoever is the king of the world you know I mean if if, if it's not God who who favors you somebody favors you <laughs> right and if if God's people are not favored by the king of this world then who's favoring it and that that's the way I look at it so there's we can have these concepts we do I do have other um, other things that say that Lucifer himself has appointed kings in every generation that every generation has a king that has been a son of Lucifer and gener and revelations actually um, john actually ha- prophesizes in that case when john is talking about the, the 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 different beasts each of these beasts are representatives of the kingdoms of lucifer each of them were the like um nero is considered the to be the number where the number 666 comes from and he's the emperor of rome at the time <clears throat> that's not far from the reality because what you find out in rome by the time romans are in power they are worshiping saturn saturn by all definitions is satanism to as long as to as closest it's the most important religion saturn saturnism is satanism if you actually study satanism you find that all of its roots are from saturnism the unfortunate part about learning about saturnism is that satanism satanism is christianity what you find out when you actually read about it you find out that satan that satanism which is dense which was then saturnism became christianity or roman christianity in all of its forms which is you know it's, it's funny so why Catholicism? What they try to do is try to take away from what was already the religion of Rome, which was Saturnism, which is Satanism. You know what I mean? It was the worshiping of the of the god Saturn, and which is actually the worship of Astar, which is the mother. So Saturn is the, the is considered or not Saturn? Sorry. Um. I'm 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 putting the two words together. Lucifer, sorry, um, was the daughter of Easter, and so they put those two together. And why we have we we worship Easter and why we worship Christmas. So you worship Easter because it's to worship the god of 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 of, of fertility, which was Easter or Esther or star which is the mother of light. The queen mother of light, the mother of Lucifer. And Saturn is another form of Lucifer. We worship Sundays. I mean, I'm sorry, we worship the Christmas. So Saturnalia, which was the worshiping of Saturn or Satan, was Christmas, December 25th. All that is actually related to um, the equinoxes, right? Each of the equinoxes are around those dates, and they were, they were um, big holidays that was already worshipped. Like I said earlier, all of religion um, is coming from um, astrology, so all this stuff is astrology, you know what I mean? It's paganism, all of it is astrology. What Christ does is he removes all of the old stuff even what finds itself in Judaism. He removes all of those things. Why we celebrate the Sabbath, right, is a funny funny thing. And it became one of the, f- the first clues that there was something going on in the Bible to me. Because did you know that the people of who came from the regions of what you would call Canaan and all these places, they already worshiped on Saturday They had already believed in the Sabbath day, which was Saturn's day. You understand what I'm saying? So, the idea of Saturn's day existed before Moses wrote the thing that says we should, God, in in Genesis. The worship of the Sabbath day, which already existed. though They were seven days before Moses wrote the 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 the, uh the five books you know what i mean it wasn't like when moses wrote the five books all of a sudden you know men started following a seven day calendar it already existed so you gotta remember moses was already himself a scholar calendars existed long before moses but i'm just putting this you don't have to go into that we don't have to think overthink it but the idea of worshiping on the Sabbath day was not original to the Jews, or was not original to, to Judea? This came long before. It's what the people used to saw, uh, um, follow. Elohim, the name Elohim is a, is a derivative of the God El. So the God El was the God of the people in, the, in that region that was the god that they use the word elohim just means god it's not i mean it's just the god that they, they, it's like saying the word god right it's not really specific it's just you know that's what it is so the name of god was El in those days so when they turned it to elohim it's still from the area of how they spoke so those are old ideals that followed into the into the bible it finds itself in the bible what christ does is he removes all of the what you would consider old world, old ideals, old misunderstandings, and maybe like old practices that find themselves even in the pre-Christian pre religion. What Christ does is he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's pointing out that all of these things that we might be following, we might mistakenly be serving God, I mean, serving Lucifer. Not a person, but the things that we have attributed to, these ideas that we have attributed to. Now, the actual deity or the actual spirit that might be that we would call the fallen angel or this and that, We know that there was fallen angels. We know that there were generals who God has chosen as angels. We know that there was a war in heaven. We know that there is a higher archangel that wasn't Michael, who fought Michael. We know that Christ himself calls him the prince of this world. That's important, right? It means that there is an entity that exists that is the Prince of this world but if you did not know him to be a a, a God adversarial to if you grew up serving the Prince of this world who would he be to you he would just be God that's all that's all he would be so if I'm serving God and you tell me my God is the devil who's the enemy now whoever says that my God is the devil is the enemy that's basically the whole point of what I'm talking about here which is why I was talking about how somewhere Christ becomes the flip because here when we use the word Lucifer what Isaiah is actually doing is he's pointing out a characteristic he's pointing out who you should be looking out for he's telling you any one of these people, this guy who calls himself the God on earth, the God in heaven, the, 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 the son of the morning, if that person is the devil. You should see that person coming in. You should see that person. You should know that that's the devil. Here's the thing. When Christ comes up, the one thing that becomes very clear to the people is that Christ is the life. Christ is the light right it sounded sound familiar christ seems to be the truth to these people unfortunately those who follow scripture who are following the word as exactly as it's written they tell us who is anyone who calls themselves that or who are telling people that people are starting to sense that this person is the god among men the god of 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 you know, what I mean, uh, God in he- of heaven coming to hear this must be the devil. So anyone who calls themselves this or who are called this, it can't be God. So that must be the devil. This is where it starts to make some sense to people who persecute Christ, because you have to remember the people who are persecuted in Christ are scripture readers. They're following the scripture as it's expected, and they tell you what to do with somebody who was a blasphemer, because that's what Christ is, is supposedly accused of. He's accused of, of blasphemy and and doing, um, basically doing witchcraft. That's if you if you want to put it to from the side of a of, of, of a Jew, what Christ is he's committing blasphemy and witchcraft it's not that he doesn't have power they don't see it as oh he's he's a charlatan he's fake no they see him what they see is okay this must be the devil this can't be god because you know i'm i'm with god i know god he can't know god right that makes perfect sense so what has happened is their own set principles their own set standard for themselves have made it so that they can't even see God anymore. They see what they have designed to be God, and God looks like me. God looks like whoever I like. And by those days, I am the chosen people, me, my people. So anyone who doesn't look like us, who doesn't sound like me, doesn't come to the way we do things, doesn't do the things as it says by Moses standard, this can't be God. God doesn't work that way because I know God. I have access to God. I'm the only one who has access to God. We read the scripture. No one else reads the scripture. We were the ones who have this place because we had the victory. Remember I started saying earlier that we anyone who sees themselves as being victorious, victorious, sorry, they start to see themselves as, the cho- as, as God's chosen. Clearly, we're God's chosen. Everyone is aware of that, so we know who God is. So there's no way this person could be God. So that's the that's the the, the common theme. So Lucifer now, who is who's who, the name itself sounds, you know, what I mean, doesn't sound so, so terrible when you read it out. Bringer of light, not so terrible when you read it out, but the The concept of Satan is a different character. I believe Satan is um, is the accuser. That's the that's the um, that's the that's the the translation. Is the accuser, and we and I believe in Chronicles, God uses the accuser to to um, prosecute um, wrong wrongdoings. In in older Canaanite religions. The devil is a agent of God who works for God, who is not necessarily an adversary of God. He's an adversary of man, and that's that's what he is. He's an adversary of man. The story goes, if you look at other books that didn't make the canon of the Bible, I believe like there's the story of Adam and Eve, or in the Jubilees, or they talk more about the story of. It's basically. Lucifer, or the the entity that's the fallen angel, at first was was a defender of man, but then did not like the fact that he had to bow down to man, to Adam, and so that became the 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 fight. Is that he decided that he doesn't want to. He rebelled against God because he doesn't want to serve Adam and Eve. So basically, that's, those are those are. Again, these are stories that predate scripture. They find themselves in scripture. I can go faster into John and say, John doesn't use any of it. John just basically says in the beginning is the word, the word was God, and then moves on to Christ. It's a very simple way to do things. What I just told you is a whole story of what can become a lot of stories, right? But the main part of it, it comes from a misguided viewpoint because all of religion starts with astrology. That's not where God comes from. right? God doesn't come from the stars. But you find yourself in the reading of scripture, you find yourself forced into what was already there, star worship. Which finds itself as the first writers, the first scholars, they were astrologers first. The first prophets they used to look at the stars. There is power and knowledge in astrology. I don't deny that to say that don't you know I mean, that I'm I'm a downplay that there aren't secrets to astrology and all these things. But these are not the ways of God. These are the ways of those who followed the fallen. And the fallen basically uses Astrology as a way to explain to man who doesn't understand the universe, to the best of knowledge, you have to know that this is an old, old, old time. So, you have creatures who are have millions of years of knowledge trying to teach newfound creatures who just learn how to walk. <laughs> I'm just, I'm being facetious, but I'm just saying like human beings are extremely young. Then, just learn how to do fire, you know. So they're, they're given very small information. But those who are given the power to understand things, they take it and they run with it. But then the stories become fanciful. From the fanciful, it becomes law. And law becomes scripture. And then, so now, now why didn't God Christ just say, you know what, all of this is messed up, wrong? You know what I mean? Nowhere did Christ do that. He didn't bother doing that. He said, you know what, no, this is not it. He just simply moves on and says, Look, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Basically trying to say, forget what you heard. Don't overthink it. Here it is. Right? But I'm not talking I'm not here to talk about Christ. Excuse me, it sounds terrible. I'm actually here to talk about Lucifer. So why I bring Lucifer up is really about today. What happens in Christianity, maybe in the years 2000, um, 300 B- AD, is there was already an established form of religion. And there were two sides to it. You had one side that operated that worshiped the sun, and one side that worshiped Saturn. You had a group that worshiped the moon. You got a group that worshiped venus and such and such these are all different religions trying to compete with each other to win the people that's that's basically what's happening and that's what happens that happened then that's what's happening now today we still do it every religion is competing even within the religion you have christians you have you have protestants you have presbyterians you have mormons you have um Seven-day advantages. So the nature of man is to always compete. My God is the best God. My God is the God, and even within the same group of people who serve the same God, my doctrine is the best doctrine, right? So in those days, the early church is just building. Christ, Christians are the newest religion. They're a brand new religion. Actually, Christianity is still the newest religion. There's a lot of old religions, actually, I'm, I'm wrong. Islam is the newer religion. It's actually only about a couple, less than 1,000 years. Um, I mean, less than 2,000 years. But Christianity is the newest of the religions because Christ is the new story. The irony is Christ is actually the story. It is the true story. I would say that God starts with Christ. I would say everything else before Christ is just a preliminary. We're just learning. We're not actually ready. We're just trying to get it together. We're still trying to figure it out. Christ is all. Christ is it. Christ figures it out. If you understand Christ, you figure it out. Right? Before Christ, there's a whole lot of stories and a whole lot of misdirection. Some of it can be helpful. Most of it isn't. Like even the people who came to follow Christ there, you have, you have to know that there are, there's many religions, necessary, they don't call them religions, they are practice practitioners, right? So the people who follow Melchizedek, they're practitioners. Melchizedek is a priest. A priest of what? I don't have the actual words for what he is, but I know he's a priest. He is given, um, he is the, the one who blesses Abraham. So clearly he's following God's, God's plan, right? Um, some people relate Melchizedek to Christ or to say that that was Christ. Sometimes it, it may make, make sense it may not make sense. It doesn't change the story. So I like to not be very certain with certain things like that. I try not to be like, okay, that's what happened. Or this is what happened. Christ did that too when he says, when he asks, so who am I? And then people are saying, some say I am this, and some say you're this, and some say that. He doesn't like necessarily say, yes, this is it. <laughs> Christ leaves it out in the open. He's like, yeah, right, whatever. Well, Who I am, this and that. Yeah. Even when they say, you are the son of God, he says, you say that I am. That's what you say I am. So... Christ is not necessarily interested in trying to give you all the details. He tells you, I am the truth, the way, and the life. He focuses on teaching us how to follow God. Not God, a man. Not God, a star. Not God, a sun, Not God, a body. Not God, a, a, a type of thing. And not God, him. He teaches us that the creator... The spirit that is God where is God it's only through him if you don't find it through him you can't find God there is nowhere to find God but to him amen and the only way to find God is to follow Christ and what Christ does is he shows you directs you to God he doesn't direct you to me physically he directs you to God. God is in in. The mistake is to say God in heaven. An opinion: What he's not, there's not necessarily God in heaven. It's just God, the Spirit that is God. Because it's not in heaven, is God everywhere? God in everything. It's God within you, God in me, God in him, God in her, God in everything. So. <laughs> What Christ does is he realizes that there is a constant misconception that puts every other story that predates him, that makes him the devil. Everything before him will make Christ the devil. Even Judaism, Christ is the devil. By Christianity's standards, actually if you wanna really get into it, you have to. You actually get to the point where you have to make a choice. Which one of them is serving the devil? Christ basically says, when he calls the, the Pharisees the generation of vipers. Right? So he's saying the generation of vipers, you do the work of your father. So in that little thing right there, in that little bit of, of, of sentence, Christ is specifically calling out the, the, the Pharisees. Now, that's a very deep attack. Here you are, the children who call yourself the, 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 the children of God, chosen by God. You have, you're the scholars of the Bible. So if this man, who you believe is Lucifer, calls you the generation of vipers, Clearly, this man is the devil. Right? Because he's calling us the devil. The generation of vipers. The point I'm trying to make here and trying to bring it down to the, to the simplest part is that religion itself requires a devil, it requires a god doesn't matter the religion. Lucifer is not an actual thing. It is an ideal. It's like if you go back to history, it's duality, right? There's, a, there's a good and evil. There's such and such and mm-hmm. every form that creates something for itself. So there's always the enemy, the entity, that, that great big bad that you have to defeat at the end. sorry that big bad existed is actually the first part of Genesis our whole story starts not necessarily with God but it starts with 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 the serpent because we don't get knowledge until when the serpent so when we exist our whole story actually starts after the serpent now I thought about that for a second I was like what does that mean actually to knowledge of good and evil and I'm, I'm starting to come to this conclusion it, it's, it's funny because I, I when I was younger I found that to be a, 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 a weird thing like knowledge of good and evil is a good thing you know but um here's what made me come to this conclusion The fallen angel, as the story goes, (coughs) wants you to have the have knowledge of good and evil. So that means before that Adam God had created man to not have knowledge of good and evil. Does it mean that Adam and Eve are not capable of knowledge or not able to understand? And how far does that go? do angels have an ability to have knowledge of good and evil I I think the concept is deeper it's we have to think about what is the characteristic of quote-unquote Lucifer and the characteristic is rival the characteristic is the need to compete and one of the things that came to my understanding Is when I was younger I needed to know a lot of things I had the desire and so again what I'm saying as a young person I don't find knowledge seeking knowledge to be evil but (laughs) as I've gotten older the more I've learned is actually I find myself dumber it's like I've become dumber as I've gotten older even though I've become more intelligent or more informed what I mean by dumber is not so much that I don't have the knowledge. What I find is the more things I've learned is that I don't know nothing. And more importantly, I don't need to know some things anymore. So what I'm starting to realize is that because I know God better than I was younger, I know God now better than when I was younger. And what I've learned is, what I, is now that I know God as a better, with a better understanding, I have less of a desire to question God. I have less of a desire to make sense of it. I have less of a desire to poke at every little thing. Because when I was younger, I needed to poke at stuff. I needed to challenge the 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 frame of thinking i needed to make it make sense and i thought that was a good thing now that i've gotten older i find out that that's actual the vexation of the spirit i found that the more you open the door the more, less doors you open the more the 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 more things you pick the more the 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 the, the story becomes more vague it's like before i said it before when you looking in a microscope and you focus <clears throat> you see something new and now everything else becomes blurry around it and you keep focusing it the more you keep focusing it you keep seeing something better clearer point of something but then everything around you becomes less focused it's just that's just the reality of it that is the the whole point the whole point is knowledge itself outside of God is nothing the only thing that we needed to know was God and had we had just the knowledge of that all we needed was God we had the knowledge of everything but because knowledge of good and evil is necessarily a metaphor to saying that to challenging God that's what actually the sin is the sin was Lucifer convinced man that they can challenge God but they don't need to listen to God they can find out for themselves that's what we do today and as a matter of fact it is the number one problem with us today is we have to find it out for ourselves because we don't need God right we don't need God we can do it the Babylon the story of Babylon is a good example as mankind decided to form themselves together and say let's go up to heaven <laughs> let's go up to heaven and talk to God because you know what I don't like what he's telling me you know what I mean that not, that kind of spirit is in all of us that's our calling card. that is our inner Lucifer that is each and every one of us we are the morning star we want to take over God we want to find out for ourselves we don't want to be part of the constellation right? Meaning that all the stars are their own self, part of a one big system. We want to be the bright star, the morning star. That's the characteristic that is prevailing. <coughs> that's the <coughs> excuse me, that's the characteristic that prevails during the time of Isaiah. It's the characteristic of a personality. It's a human, it's a human personality. It's very common in all of mankind. It's this idea of me being higher. Hubris, that's the word. Today, we see it in every part of our culture. We have scientists who have decided that they're going to go to, they're going to go to every means to go to, to see the next planets. That's still Babylon. It doesn't matter how you see it, that's still Babylon. Am I saying that it's a bad thing to want to to travel the stars? <sighs> Honestly, I'm not gonna say that, but at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, I feel like somewhere along the line, we should have gotten a message from God to tell us where it went. I guarantee if God wanted you to fly to another planet he would have given you the reason the to do it that's just me being stupid and smart at the same time it sounds stupid right for an intellectual if I say if God wanted us to fly to Mars he would have given us the ability when I was young I would have said that's a stupid thing to say that's that's the good point I just made right when I was young, I would say that's stupid. Because if you're smart, you should be able to find other capabilities. But then, his, now that I'm older, a few things I've learned about why it's so hard to go to other planets. The amount of energy, the amount of preparation, the amount of danger that's out there tells you that there's a reason you're not, you're not able to fly. There's a reason why we're not able to just, cause there's so much da- danger. We're nowhere close to capable of being able to, right, to, to, to safely travel to stars. I remember I'm watching movies and I, I used to believe in stuff about interstellar travel. That you know I means interstellar, that means flying from one star to the other. You know what I mean? Even speed of light. I'm I'm going off, but I just wanted to share this real briefly. The idea is you know, if you travel speed of light or faster than speed of light, you can get from one star to the other, such and such. Technically speaking, that kind of travel is impossible because even if you were to travel at speed of light, which is impossible from this star to the next star, to get to the next star will still take you thousands of years traveling the speed of light that's how far away the next star is to us uh, I'm sorry it's five five years away is the closest star but t- <clears throat> Sorry, it would take you five years traveling the speed of light to get from this place to that place. so just that idea alone is just silly it's a silly thing just explaining the vastness of, of the planet of the, of the universe we're here because God put us here and God put us here for a good reason and it doesn't matter how we think we see it. We have no say in this. We didn't have a say how we were put here. So the idea of let's just go elsewhere before we figure out why we're here—that's to me stupid. Figure out <laughs> what God gave you this planet for. Try to make it work first. Before you can look into the stars, it's not like we figured out here. So these little things I point out is that, that that's what's wrong with us. Our you? just taking what we have, our inability to to follow through with what God has put us in. You know, that's the, that's the Luciferian in all of us. We always want to be first. We always want to be the best. We always want to be on top, right? That little bit of thing that we might call healthy competition, it's nothing wrong with, you know, trying to be the best in your craft, right? There's nothing wrong in my perspective when I try to practice to play better as a musician. But what makes it wrong is when I'm trying to be the best musician so people can say, I'm the best musician. I'm trying to be the position, I'm trying to my best. So my competition is with myself to better myself to elevate myself not to elevate myself above others but to reach my inner level because God gave me an ability and I'm going to use that ability to the best of my ability not to say so people can give me praise and honor me and say, man, Ricardo is the best. That's Lucifer, get it? That's what it is. Lucifer itself is not one entity, it's an idea. It is an action, it is a state of mind. In honest truth, it is human. It is the most human thing about us. So when I first said the title was, who is Lucifer really? us it is our human it is the most human thing about us to be human is to be lucifer or to be lucifer is to be human christ is not human christ is the least human of all things because christ who is god by the way (laughs) that's a good point Christ who is God, by the way. Imagine if Lucifer had the same job to come to, have, to uh, us and, and diminish himself. That's not Lucifer. Imagine any human having to do this job to be God and put themselves to, to beneath themselves to save mankind. It's not human. It's not our, that's not our strong suit. Christ is not human. Christ is God, Christ loves us, Christ wants us not to be Lucifer, Christ doesn't want us to be the best, Christ wants us to be like him, Christ wants us to be all, to be all means that you are willing to sacrifice, you are willing to give in to be part of something bigger than yourself, that's what it means to be all. When I say I don't need to know anything because I know everything, literally what I'm trying to say is, in order for me to look past everything, I have to give in to the fact that I belong to God, and that God is the only thing providing me with information. That means I no longer need to know. I just know. God and God is everything I need to know because God is everything and God provides me with everything I need and if God is if there's something I need to know because I know that I'm in a need-to-know basis anyway God provides amen God provides me with oh, yeah. everything. so because I know God I now know everything does it mean that I'm a genius? You don't need to test me. <laughs> Does it mean that it means that I can fly spaceships? If I needed to fly a spaceship, God will provide me the knowledge to fly a spaceship. Amen? God will direct me to go where I needed to go. Right now, clearly, I do not need to fly spaceships and nobody <laughs> needs me to fly a spaceship. Okay? But God provides me all the knowledge that I needed to go where I needed to go. And I only go where God needs me to go. I only go where I believe God sends me. Amen? So that means I know everything. Amen. So that's the difference. I do no longer, I don't operate in the idea of my inner Lucifer. That's who the adversary is. The adversary is not some spirit out there. It's Not some spirit it, in the old days they we believe lucifer was on the ground right you know where that comes from it goes back to the whole idea of lucifer lucifer falls from the stars and when this is uh, the morning and then he goes that's the sun i mean the the venus venus the star venus descends so they believe lucifer fell from the sky and was sent to the ground so that we believe from then on lucifer is the king of 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 hell which must be underground these are all mythology the point i'm making is there is this entity in adversarial angels of such and such and they and christ again has pointed out that there is a prince of this world so we know that that entity exists it may not be one entity maybe a multitude of entities they don't exist to me because that is not the entity that is in my way, the entity that is in my way is the big bad in me, amen. I don't believe Lucifer or Satan or the devil or Beelzebub. There's so many different names, right? They are not my enemy, cause God has no enemy. God has no adversary. I have an adversary. He lives in me. Christ called them out he says the son of tradition is in me. I am Lucifer within me and it is the Lucifer within me that Christ is, is going to kill when I die I leave this world free from the enemy within me amen?
0: amen
1: the enemy within me that is the person you have to worry about that is the person that is your attacker that is the person that is taking you down some people, I, I often talk about, you know, spirits. These are the things that we fall. We misunderstand. All spirits come from the same place. Whether you're talking about angels or demons. They're one thing. They're the same thing. They're spirits. We too are spirit. Amen? So we're all Amen. made up- thing we're all light. each of us who are light we have different perspectives we have different views we have different values and we have different times those spirits were once in the same place and there was a there was a war all that happened we were not created the same but we have the same things within us and like them we have access to eternity So what's the difference between them and us? Just time. That's it. At the end of the day, we're all the same. God says you have the power to become like me. That means, in essence, we're all the same as God. It's that simple. We're all from the same thing, made up of the same thing. So when I say I don't worry about demons and such and such, because what's a demon? It's another spirit like me. And if God has not given that demon power over me, what can that demon do? I don't worry about dreams and and stuff like that because at the end of the day, that's me. I have power over that. It's in me. I have seen people who have have been possessed, right? The same as any other people. And I remember, I'm not going to say her name, I'm just going to talk about one of the times I met with her, and we did the praying and everything, right? And after we prayed, I just I asked everybody leaving me and her. We just sat down. And we talked, and I asked her, at the end of the day, what's really going on? And she admits, I said, what's, the, what's your biggest issue today? Is it this demon that's bothering you, or what's going on between you and your husband? And at the end of the day, she admits, yes, they were going through some things. And it's the issue with her husband that opens the door to this demon. So that's the thing. There's the power. You gave that demon, that entity, power. Because you opened up with something that's going on within yourself. You're in control of that. My brother, I saw him, and I, I love my brother. And he went through some things. He opened the door to something. I, uh, I don't know if I should share this. But um, before he became where he is and he had gone to a place where he lost a lot. And then he became possessed. The way he believes is possessed. He tried to That's what happened. That's what really happened. As a matter of fact, he, he, he attempted suicide. I shouldn't share that openly, but I have to talk about that. You got that one. Yeah. I, I, I just want to point that out to say that the, the, the enemy was within. The enemy tore him up from the inside. But this is not because of something that happens externally. You have it within yourselves, and you allow yourselves to fall into the deep, dark holes. Lucifer, whatever you want to call it, that entity is in all of us. We have it. We have the ability to bring up our great enemy. We have the ability to bring it down. We have the ability with Christ, with God, to destroy what's inside of you. Who is Lucifer, really. It's nothing. If you have Christ, if you believe in God, if you believe that you are a child of God, and you believe that Christ has died for your sins. If you believe that God is the creator of all things, has um, say it. if you believe that God is the authority of all things, authority of all spirits, the chief of all spirits, the king of all kings, right? if the prince of this world is a king and and they call him a prince then he's just a prince that means there are many princesses amen and if the prince of this world is the big bad, God is bigger than the prince of this world and if you belong to the prince to to, to God, then you're bigger than the prince of this world, amen amen the the reality is you don't belong here You are greater than everything here. And whoever the spirit, whatever spirits that exist, which are many, which are so many, there are so many. I'm gonna say this again. There are so many spirits around you, among you, maybe within you, but God is the only spirit that matters. And through Christ, through his sacrifice, you have access to everything. You are bigger than everything. You are as big as everything and nothing save God is bigger than you. Nothing save God. God has put everything out there for you. You are his and his alone. What is Lucifer? Nothing. Does Lucifer exist? No. Is, it, is Does he have power over you? No. Who gives him the power? You do. Does God give him the power over you? No. Can I say that again? Does God give him power over you? So who gives Lucifer power over you? Anyone can tell. Help me. Who gives power over you? Who gives Lucifer? Because power? Lucifer don't have
3: too much power. God has too much power. Amen. God has all power. Lucifer oh, have some. He, so, he don't have all power. God ha- God has. Uh, God, God has all power. Lucifer don't have all power. He has some power.
1: Yes, no. What I'm saying is who gives him the power is us. We give Lucifer power. You know who needs us more than than anybody? Lucifer needs us. Only God needs power. He needs us to give him power. He can't have power over you. God did not give him power over you. Amen. Amen. What's important? god is telling you this christ is saying i am the way the truth and the light by him doing that he's taking away the power the christ the devil has taken power in all of man's things religion itself so that's why I i was speaking of why we don't celebrate christmas why we don't celebrate easter but all these things lucifer has taken power over them because as long as you don't know that these things give power to Lucifer, you don't know it. You give him power to it. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? That's all. That's how Lucifer works. He wants to control. As a matter of fact, we go back to how voodoo started. Voodoo is a thing where you can hide Christianity in, in, on the devil. All of it is voodoo. Alleluia. It's all voodoo. <laughs> right? It's all fake. It's all used for the devil to take over. You, you, you look Alleluia. at we felt we do politics it's all the same. We put all these things. It's all celebrating whoever the entity is. We every little thing that man has created has Lucifer can use it for his power. But Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And if, if that's all you know, and that's all you apply, and you give only credit to Christ, you give only credit. You don't put man above anything. You don't put religions, you sciences, all these all these sorts and stuff like that. Christ is telling you that none of this stuff is real. None of it matters. None of it is important. Give no power to any of it. I am the way, the truth, the life. By doing that, by doing that simple concept alone, you have erased the necessity of those. You have erased the story, the folklore, whatever that was. And even if it's in the Bible, you've erased that power. You give power to Christ alone. Because what you find when I say even in the Bible, is what I mentioned, is that you can find within the Bible, how Lucifer can use the Bible. But if you put Christ first, you can't find Lucifer using the Bible to tell you, because lucifer has no use to tell you to love your neighbor lucifer has no use to tell you to love your enemy there's no use of that but lucifer does have use to say to stone you because of this sin and to say that this person is condemned because of the sin lucifer has is using that power and use lucifer uses that power to say kill this person because they sin kill this person or god will send this person to hell because this and that that's Lucifer's power. Is that Christ's power? Is that what Christ wants us to do? Is to destroy? No. That's what I'm saying. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's, oh, all, you my. That's all you need to know. If you know Christ, you know everything. Outside of Christ, there is nothing. That's my word. Amen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I leave it open if anybody has a comment or want to add to it but i uh, i try to keep it short <laughs> uh, uh, but um
2: it's very cut. we won't make it short
1: <laughs> well I, I, like i said it wasn't going to be long it was going to be basic down to the very short indeed. <laughs> yeah but we can continue i mean i leave it open yeah. so that people have something that they want to
2: we can't continue because all the time is gone. Um what we could do, we could pray.
0: Okay. So Mister- you- what did you say, Pastor?
2: Um, you could pray or uh, ask Miss Clearly if she has anything. Sir Clary? Yes,
0: sir. Uh,
3: Gladia.
0: How are you?
3: <laughs> I'm
0: okay. In yes. the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, um, we're about to close. Did you want to pray for us? Um, uh, can I pray now? I'm supposed to pray now. Sure, you can pray in any language.
3: Okay, I'm I'm praying in in my language. Okay. Timunyo la yuta suppose zitanditu. You ba pala ziyoyo. I say hi. Holy Desapob, Saint Israel. Well. Le roi d'Espire, mon Seigneur, mon Dieu, la ministre nous a bien bas en la présence. Pour nous dire merci pour tout ce ou fait dans la vie nous. Ça nous ou fait que nous connais et ça ou fait que nous par connais. Papa nous dit merci, merci pour la jdi. merci pour tout bagay. et nous demandons pardon pour pécher nous. Pour tout ça nous fait qui pas bon. Nous faisons un style qui pas bon devant. Mais nous demandons pardon. Pardon. Pardon papa pour toute iniquité nous, nous Et nous disons merci pour pas chez nous yo parce qu'on pas donné chez nous yo. Nous, nous venons devant un signe de reconnaissance. Nous descendons bien bas devant parce que c'est nous même qui bon C'est se où celle qui domine sous ciel là, c'est se où celle qui domine sous terre force sa pouvoir, sinon mais ministre coréenne m'aurait service ça mille Oh, nous aurait mettre nou c'est se où qui va devant qui contrôle tout sa capitaine. Ricardo qui méditer par non. C'est rien à demander aussi de habiller habiller avec robe Paola des jours jour pour le seigneur pour yo pour yo ba et nous disons merci seigneur parce que ou petit tout tout j'ai été si tout parce qu'on dit parole ou même nous même ou c'est même ou même nous c'est nous même nous c'est branche pa. si branche là parité attachée avec Pierre à la fin, merci oui seigneur nous gain rendez-vous ça comme branche là qui était attache avec pied c'est où qu'on est à tes pieds c'est là ma place pieds nous pieds aussi c'est côté nous à jour nuit tant pis tant de cris nous et où qu'on est nous pas des personne c'est où même seul nous les nou, les pas garder le, pas garder ça nous fait quoi bon on tant pis nous tant de cris tant de tant de tant pis fait la caillou on nous pas tapu seyer ede pou nou raï péché à chaque chaque minute chaque seconde tapu seyer ede pou je nou rete fixé sou ede tout côté nou passer pou lumière l'évangile la briller nan fond nou nou pas besoin d'du personne nou c'est petit bon dieu mais nan comportement nou pou yo wè ça seyer tapu seyer ede pou nou rete là kay nou mes frère Ricardo avec famille lui madame Nipit petit Clément maman Nicegrad et toute famille mais pasteur Monique qui ont papa pou nou seye, cap simaye, cap nourri nan nou seye, me familie, me pitit li yo men, travay ou bal fe seye, ou konnen pap travay de li men, me se pou ou, la travay, so dil fe, se li seye la fe, m konel ou se titye a se ou apan seye el pou li men, pou gen pou l ba nou, me la vi nan men, me la vi pitit li yo, me la vi madame ni, me tout entourage yo, me kolaborate li, fray kado ça sert du concert avec ses temps prier que nous pour nous rester la caillou ou dit nous pas besoin en paquette mais deux trois unis ou n'ami tant prier ta des rel nous parce que c'est ou qui dit dans Matthieu 7 ou dit depuis nous rel nous relo à répondre ou dit si nous frapper ou ouvrir ou dit si nous monter ou ba nous mais c'est n'a mandon un seul bagage au nom de Jésus pour nous rester la caillou aide pour nous servir avec crainte aide pour nous servir avec fidélité Et desser, poignée na monde ça pas faire nous virer do baou. Tant prier pour problème na vie ça, pas faire nous courir quitter, tant prier pour nous rester là, caillou c'est ça n'a pas ou, nous compter sur papa. Mir service ça prend contrôle. te Saint-Esprit au Seigneur, papa à notre café. tout ça qu'a c'est pas parce que me pour bien, mais c'est au nom de Jésus de notre notre Seigneur Sauveur et qui vit qu'après au siècle d'un Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Well, we want to thank everyone for taking the time out to be here in the presence of God for us to hear um, the message today. And we hope everyone was blessed. Everyone um, received what the Holy Spirit was really revealing in you. I really honestly believe that the Holy Spirit speaks to every um, individual person. So Um, it may be one message, but it may have resonated differently for you. So we hope that you received it in your heart and that you, um, allow the Holy spirit to continue to dwell within you, not only today, but forevermore. So we're grateful, um, to God for his work and his, um, unconditional love and his, um, unconditional, um, way of living, meaning he's infinite is what I mean. So we thank god for his presence so as we're about to um close we want to remind you guys you can always watch us live on the zoom um and um the link will be in the description box but this is for every sunday at 5 p.m eastern standard time if not you can watch the replay on facebook or on youtube we're also on we have a podcast so if you want to listen while you drive your car you can definitely find us as well on the podcast and all that will be in the description box. Until then, you guys have a wonderful week and we'll see you next week at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Right.
2: Good night, everyone. God
0: bless everybody. God bless Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Leave us a voice message or a comment about what God has revealed in you from this week's message. And don't forget to share this episode with your friends and your family so they can have the same experience of revelation like you did. May God bless and abide in you not only today but forevermore. We love you and we can't wait to see you on our next episode. Bye-bye.